Welcome to the Quantum Leap Your Business in Life podcast. My name is Bethany London, and I am an energetic VC supporting CEOs and entrepreneurs in multiplying revenues and opportunities of their business through intuitive guidance and energetic healing. I am obsessed with finding and releasing blocks so that you can start receiving the guidance and opportunities that will be bringing you quantum leaps with ease. If you are looking to upgrade your business, life, spirituality, or need a perspective shift to flow, you've come to the right place. Leave it to me to pull out the juicy stories, quantum leap hacks, and how our inspiring guests have tackled obstacles and gotten into the flow to reach new heights of success. My intention is to bring clarity and massive awareness that infinite possibilities are everywhere. Your next moment could be a miraculous one. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Let's uncover their strategies, have fun, and see how we can quantum leap together. Oh my goodness, just interviewed Jared Bull, the transformational coach. Follow, listen along as he shares with us how he went from being a Marine to a seven-figure thriving transformational coach working with the Fortune 500 companies and at one time me (laughs) as well. Listen along to learn how he conquered life and death with the community around him, how he gained recognition of his path to coaching, how he made allies out of enemies and continues to do so. And lastly, his genuine, fearless, and I mean fearless, approach to living and loving life. Welcome, Jared Bull. Yes, we have Jared Bull, the transformational coach, muscles, yes, and so excited to have him here. He actually was one of my coaches in the the past and is phenomenal at holding also a quantum container to elevate the people that he works with. What I also want to dive into is that this guy used to be in the Marines, right? Yep. Military Marine Corps. So I'm excited to hear this story about going from Marines to fortune 500 coaching and beyond. Cause that is quite the transition. Do you Thanks. want to tell us a little bit yeah. about that? Yeah, thanks. And thanks for having me here. I'm excited to get into this. So um, yeah, that was really, that was really my, for me, I joined the Marine Corps when I was 18. And that was more of like my journey to manhood. Um, Mm -hmm. I think in our modern culture, you know, there's a lot of in ancient cultures that had rites of passage. um, And I, I don't think we have that in our modern culture. So I think like, that part of my manhood was really searching for some sort of rite of passage. And um you know, I have a pretty big, like everyone in my family's been military. So I really wanted that experience. And so I ended up joining the Marine Corps when I was 18 and became a machine gunner, like my cousin, Ryan. Um, my grandfather was, uh, he was in World War II. My great grandfather was in World War I. Um, and, and so I, I found out like, you know, there's this big military history in my family that I didn't really know about, but I found out when I was 17. So I joined um, and I had my first so experience. You were following the lineage. Yeah, just following that lineage. And, and that was more of like just, you know, the inherited ancestry. I didn't really know much about it. 
Um, but the biggest reason why I joined was because of 9-11. I remember seeing 9-11 happening and I, was, I grew up conservative and Republican and believed in like terrorism and stuff like that. And um, when I heard that, when I saw that, I literally made a promise in my heart to find the people who did that and like deliver justice. Like that was literally my thinking. And I made that promise to myself in sixth grade when I was watching, you know, the, the, the whole 9-11 event unfold. Um, and so sure enough, I found myself in Afghanistan, you know, at the age of 19. Um, wow. But I was like, there's no terrorists here. Like these people aren't, aren't bad. So as soon as I was over in Afghanistan mm -hmm. and in heavy combat, experiencing life and death on a, on a daily basis, something felt off. I was like, wait a second, like this isn't what I thought it to be. Um, I don't think this is, you know, I, I don't think we should actually be here. Like that. I don't think these people are an enemy. Um, and, and I kind of started becoming aware of like the whole post post, you know, colonial, um, narrative, uh, but I had to survive and I had to make it through. And I did, we had a 50% casualty. Yeah, did rate. you feel stuck? Did you feel stuck while you were there? I mean, absolutely. But like I had yeah. to survive, so I didn't really have a choice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, I just did what I had to do. I still like performed really, really well. Um, and then mm -hmm. I got, I eventually got out, uh, when I was 22. And at that point I had lost my Christian faith and I had lost my belief in patriotism. Um, mm -hmm. so I lost a big part of my identity and that was kind of like, I guess you could say when like my awakening quote unquote started, you know, people talk about awakening. Yeah. It was, you know, obviously Can I pause people... you for one second. I'm like, yeah, so absolutely. curious. Not, I, and this isn't about you, but I'm just curious. Do you think that a lot of people get over there and then they're like, Oh, this isn't right. Um, this I think so. You? I think so. But voicing it and having yeah. the courage to voice it is something different. Um, I yeah. actually voiced that to my command after my second deployment. I said, because I was a really high performer and I, I was like one of their best guys. Um, you know, I, I do take pride in high performance and that is a part of my value system. Um, and there was like a point there where they were like, Hey, we want you to train up the next 30 guys for the third deployment. You don't have to go on it, but which we want you to train them. And I said, I just can't do that. And they're like, well, why not? And I said, well, here's, here's why. Um, and, and then it was funny because when I spoke up, you know, about 15 other guys out of, you know, our 150, 160 man company also spoke up and we're like, yeah, we, we can't do this anymore. We actually like don't believe in it. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty scary for me, but you know, that, that might to own your truth and share that totally. Yeah. But I did have a yeah. great chain of command officer. Um, mm -hmm. and he was an awesome human being. I really, and he, they worked with me, um, which was great. But, uh, you know, then I got out and like, that was pretty hard. Um, cause I didn't get the benefit. I, I had an honorable discharge and like, it was because cool. of that statement. No, no, no. I had an honor. Oh, okay. So like, like I, I had a great man. reputation. Like I always delivered, uh, I always performed okay. well. And that was, it was hard for them to accept. Cause like, it's like, I was the golden poster boy, but then it was like, you know, so, um, so I did that. I communicated all of that. And um, that was really hard at first. And then I actually had the fight the military for my benefits because um, they literally just like, they didn't give me any of the benefits that they told me would. And it was just a bureaucratic thing. Like it wasn't like it had nothing to do. They just, I just kind of fell into like a void. Um, and so I was like losing my faith, losing my patriotism. And at the same time, 
losing my, um, you know, losing those identities. And at the same time, like not getting all the benefits that I was promised after I like poured myself into the Marine Corps. And um, risk so your life. To, what's that? And risk your life. Totally. Yeah. And like, I had to, I had to like, f- you know, fight them for three years and I did eventually get all my benefits and everything, which is great. So it was a really hard journey and I wouldn't have made it unless it weren't, you know, I have like a really uh, great father He's, um, and I wouldn't have made it like I genuinely would have like not I would have like committed suicide or something because it was like that hard because I had all that war within me. You know, I experienced life and death mm-hmm. situations, um, mm-hmm. but it gave me a level of resilience within my being that I don't think you can get through like you can't get it at a school or you can't get it at a training. And, you know, it's allowed me to go to those deep, dark places in the external world, but also those deep, dark places within myself. Um, and when you've gone to deep, dark places in the external world, but also within yourself, you're not really scared of anything anymore. So I do like, I don't really feel like I don't have too much. There's not much fear in my human experience anymore, um, which is great. Actually, it's like, if I do feel fear, I'm like, where's this coming from? Because <laughs> I don't feel, you know, like I've, I've kind of, I feel like I've faced a lot. And, yeah. And, yeah. So <laughs> He he's not afraid to like walk up to strangers anywhere, you know, in, in the train stations and be like, hey, what do you do? Totally. Oh yeah, I love it. Cause we're at the end of the day, we're all human beings on the planet. We're just trying yeah. to survive and make our way. And like mm-hmm. we're all in this together. And we just gotta keep yeah. that mindset, that we mindset. Like, you know, trying to sell my house. Like I was going door to door, you know. Oh, and oh I'm pretty God. sure no one does that. But like <laughs> I went door to door for like three weeks and you know, one guy like everyone was pretty cool about it. One guy threatened me. He was like, it's weird walking door to door. I'm like, not really. We're a community. Like we're all human beings. And like, and he's like, he like threatened me. And I just laughed. I was like, look, dude, I got no beef with you. Like, I wish you the best, but like, you don't gotta, I'm not a threat to you. I can be, if you want me to, but I don't want to go there. And, um, and, and, and so it's like, yeah, human beings forget, like we're literally all in this together. We're all trying to survive. We're all trying to get our needs met financial, emotional, social, sexual. Um, and if you can stay in that mindset pretty much as much as possible, you can create allies wherever you go. And, and, and certain people who started off at enemies, even if it's not like your fault, it's just like the state of consciousness they're in. If you can turn them into an ally, man, that's really cool. Like I've turned a couple of my own enemies into allies. Um, and that's like super powerful, it, but it, you have to remember, like we're all in this together. Just stay in that as much as possible. I'm, I'm curious. I don't know if you want to dissect that a little bit. I, I do have a friend of mine and she walks around and she's basically, I love you. I love you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Cause we're all family. She's like, all these people are my family. Mm-hmm. And she said her environment shifted because of doing that, which is hundred oh, percent. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we are like, we're all inclusive when, when, when I love the color blue and literally the color blue is like, um, it's like all inclusiveness and it's, there's like chromatology, the study of color, all that stuff. And um, yeah, if you can keep that mindset and remember, like we're all in this together and like still respect people's individual desires and still respect your own individual desires but then remember, like, we're all in this together and like kind of ground into that every morning. Uh, even if you get up and you're tired or you feel behind um, or maybe you're like a little bit out of it, you come back to that realization because we, we really are 
Um, and, and, and for me, having experienced war and literally, the, I think the edge of the human experience of disconnection, which that's war, like you have to take the life of another human being. And I had to do that. And I've seen other people, you know, die around me and then had to heal through those experiences. When you have that peak of an edge of, when you have that edge of a human experience, um, you, you kind of swing the other way and you're like, holy cow, like, like that, that, that's, that's, that, that, that was pretty intense emotionally. And like, what's the opposite end of that? So like now I pretty much try to embody a space where, you know, like I was talking to someone, my friend about this the other day, um, and they came in and I was like, yeah, like, and they asked me, like, if, if someone broke into your house, how would you handle the situation? I'd be like, well, I would like probably beat the hell out of them to the point where like they can't hurt me or the people that I love. And then I would probably like set them up on my couch and like get them food and then call the cops. Like, <laughs> so it's like, like, you know what I mean? So, so like you just, it's just recognizing that everyone on the world and the planet is just trying to get their needs met and they just might go about that stupid way. So if I come across darkness or evil um, or just someone trying to get their needs met and they're trying to take advantage of me, it's like, yeah, like, you know, jab them where they need to be jabbed, poke them where they need to be poked, take care of the situation and then treat them like a human being again. Um, so it's, it's, and like, that's that, you know, masculine feminine balance where it's like, okay, if I need to handle stuff and like, you know, be a man and like armor up and like, you know, do, I can do that, but also like yeah. if I need to soften and hold space and all that other stuff, I can do that as well too. And um, and, and, and having, being, having the capacity and the capability to go to both of those extremes, man, life just opens up in some really big, beautiful ways. Um, and full circle, I don't know, like if we need to cut this, we can, but I think you have a contract with the government now coaching. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. So I got a contract with the city of Tucson, which is like two years long, super excited um, about that. And then I also have, an, um, I have another, a contract with, um, um, another, uh, kind of government agency, but I actually can't go into that because I signed an NDA. No. Yeah. But I love I, that. It's like full kind of full circle of, you know, <sighs> being able to create some influence from a loving person. Yeah. And, and this is, I, I love the that. Heart. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm, I'm so glad you bring this up because, and, and I, and I did, you know, obviously I can't talk about the one thing, but I, I can share that life does come full circle in some really cool ways. And with mm -hmm. some of the projects that I'm working on right now, it's really neat because I'm actually seeing like there's, I'm, I'm healing parts of that structure that I dealt with years ago and I'm revisiting it, but from a much more empowered, connected yeah. place. And, 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 and I would almost, I would almost say that life is set up that way. It just, you got to mm -hmm. remember that it's set up that way. Um, and that's how it really works. And I think sometimes people, people forget that. So it's been like an honor to like go back and revisit yeah. some new yeah. paradigms, but from a totally different inner space. Right. Okay. So back to like the reason for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so good though. Um, yeah. Curious how you went from that to quantum leaping to like a thriving 100%. business. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So um, 
I always have to, I think we first have to ground ourselves in the realization that we're here for our heart's desires. So like if your heart has a genuine desire, it's there because like it wants to be acted out and played into the world. Um, and it's totally up to us as to whether we want to go down that path or not. Right. So I think that's the first thing that's important to recognize is like literally the nature of the heart is it desires things and like it desires things because like it wants to play out into the world. So you have to be aware of, you know, what your heart's desires are and then just naturally follow them and it'll happen. Some people don't know. Right. Some people are so connected to their brain. They're not connected to their heart that they forget. Mm -hmm. Like that's literally how creation and reality actually operates and works. So, um, so I think that's first important to remember to like ground in and embody that space and try to try to embody that space, like pretty much all the time. Like that's ultimately, I think what it means to be human is just allowing your following those hearts desires um, and then choosing those and committing to those. So that's, I think that's the, the first thing. How I transitioned out of it was I was on social media for about two and a half, three years, built up a community. You know, I, I made some good money, but I got to the point where I was like, you know, social media and the internet, like it's a crazy world. I look at the internet and social media is literally like Carl Jung's collective unconsciousness. So whatever's not publicly acceptable is totally acceptable on the internet and you can find it there, right? Mm. So it's, it's like, yeah, so it just became, it, 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 there's like a dark side to it. Like there's advantages to it. Like you can work from anywhere in the world. You can connect with anyone from all around the planet. Um, you know, you, it, like, and there's, there's great things, but then there's also dark sides to it where like anyone can connect with you. Um, Wait, are you saying that you decided to start putting stuff out on YouTube that is socially unacceptable? Is that what you're trying to say? No, no, no. What I'm trying to say here is it just became, I realized when you're on social media, it just opens you, it opens you up to the world, but like dark stuff can come in pretty quick Mm -hmm. and you can try to filter it as much as you want, but it still seems to like kind of find a way in. So um, and I wanted to work with more professional people. Like I wanted to work with people who are established on social media. You can pretty much have like anyone reach out to you and anyone connect with you. And, and it, that means like, you don't really necessarily have standards. Right. So, um, long story short, I got to this point where I was like, okay, I know I can like scale on social media. Um, I know exactly what I need to do and know how to execute to build. If I really wanted to a seven, even eight figure business, but I was like, I don't want that like because it was it wasn't the expansion that my being wanted um so i actually backed off on social media and then i just leveraged my contacts that i had created on social media to get into those companies um and i would say like hey who can you connect me with can you connect me with your hr director or can you connect me with you know, you know how that works. Like if you set the intention and you're willing to take the action and you're willing to ask. Okay. But how, so you basically get, you get back, you're having a rough time. Mm -hmm. Let me backtrack a little bit. You're having like a mental, whatever frustration, your dad was there for you. And then you're like, I want to change people. Yeah. So, um, Yes and no. So I saw how it happened was I saw the trauma of my life. Like I saw what I was born into. I saw the relational trauma, the financial trauma. I saw all of this at the age of like 25 after I got back and it was like, and I had a failed relationship. I was about to get married. Um, uh, when I was like 25, always do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. And it was like, I just got undercut on everything. Like 
job, I got like fired from a job and I lost that relationship all within like one month. And I was just like, Oh my God. It was just like another hit at my foundation. Like, so first the military, then this, so yeah. it's just like, man, the hits don't stop coming. No one's keeping their promises to me. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. So um, I, I had that. So it was just, but I was falling into the lack of trust that everyone is born into and no one knows how to speak to. So it was created by my pain. Like my, my, co- my entrance into coaching happened when I was 25. Um, and it was because I was like, I'm in so much pain. I nearly ended my life. What, like, how did I get here? Like you hit rock bottom and you're like, okay, what happened? This is like a coach or a therapist. Right, right. Yeah. I was with a therapist at the time. Yeah. I was working, I hadn't worked with coaches yet. And and my track was to become a therapist, but I hadn't worked Mm. with coaches yet. I was only 25, I'm 32 now. Um, And so it was, yeah, it was like this really interesting space where I was like, man, like, I love this. This is great. But like, I don't know, like, I don't trust my ability to create wealth on my terms. Clearly, I guess I can't hold down a relationship. Like, like why, like, what, what am I missing? Like, what am I missing? Because I see other people doing it and if they can do it, why can't I, why can't I do it? So that really started my journey of like true personal development, not just like therapy where you're patching stuff up, but like true let's go internal. So when I was 25, after that relationship breakup and the job firing, I went to India Went there for six months, mm-hmm. laid down a new foundation, d- didn't have any money. Um, but I was like, okay, I need to like, I don't know, that sounds good. Like, I'll just do that. And I went there, had some amazing experiences, had some breakthroughs, but like nothing too, like I did change, but like, you don't need to go to India to have like a truly transformational experience. You can do it in your living room if you're just willing to like sit with yourself, right? Like, so this um, is like your own Vipassana. Yeah, exactly. Like your own person, just be like willing to face the chaos and the shit within yourself. And then like the world won't own you because obviously like it's a reflection. So if there's a lot of chaos in your external world, obviously you probably have a lot of chaos internally. So you just got to keep those two in balance. And um, so long story short, I got to a point where I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I'm here. I see this. Um, What do I need to do? And I was like, I don't know what I need to do, but I have this desire to like start making YouTube videos. So that was I did what I did. So I started making YouTube videos. You just got the little inkling. You're like, okay, following yeah, it. Exactly. It feels good. It feels good. It feels good. Yeah. It feels good. So I trusted that. Um and I just continually did that more and more. Like it feels good. It feels good. Um and then I and then like I got to a point where I was like making 5,000 a month. And then I got to a point where I was making 10,000. I was like, holy shit, like I can actually do this, but I really had to dedicate myself to it. Like it was like full-time, like, you know, 50, 60 hours a week in the bit in the beginning. Um, and then it just got to a point where eventually it like kind of got out of control. And when I say out of control, I was like, dude, I'm making more money than I necessarily know to deal with. And this is actually kind of fun, but I was like in my masculine, like just pushing, making shiz happen, moving it forward, no matter what, please. And that was that. based off of YouTube. YouTube, yeah, YouTube, and then just having the conversations there. I he has working. like twenty five thousand. How many followers do you have on YouTube? Yeah, it's, just, it's it's only like 25,000. It's not that many. I have like, like four hundred. So <laughs> we well, gotta start somewhere, right? You gotta start somewhere. I mean, I started with like one, right? So long story short, um, that was like the beginning, and then I just started making connections, and then you know I learned sales and I learned relationship building. 
and and I came to a realization where I was like, oh, like creating what you want in life, it has nothing to do with like there's like an aspect of luck maybe, but like that's not it. It's skill set. Like, do you have the right skill sets? And so many times in the coaching industry, you'll hear people say, Oh, I just got to clear this belief system. And it's like, well, you can clear that belief system, but unless you have the right skill sets, that belief system is going to come right back because you've never, you've never gotten the right skill sets to like actually act through and into that belief system. So yes, set the intention, but then it's like, okay, now I got to follow through with inspired, committed action. And when you follow through with inspired and committed action, then you create what you want and then you literally inherit a new belief system because you've created it. So we create our belief systems by how we move and act through the world. And it's always we live in and out of belief systems. It's more of like an ocean, like, oh, I'm in like a clear part of the waters and now I'm in the dark part of the waters. Um, and, and so we don't just like drop a belief system. We actually create and live into belief systems by how we take in and move. So that's, a, I think, a big kind of like myth in the in the personal development world that I that I, I had to learn from my own experience. Um, so my switch into the Fortune 500 company world came after I kind of like exercised the social media and I was like, okay, I know what to do here. I know I could create like a really big business for myself, but I don't necessarily want that journey. Like I want to be able to like be a professional in my field, be one of the best. So I made investments along the way. Like the biggest investment I made was $75,000 in Michael Neal. And that was awesome terrifying i cried before i made the investment and after and i threatened <laughs> to blow up his porsche before oh, i gave him money i was like goodness. hey man if this doesn't work i'm blowing up your porsche and he just laughed um but then like, <laughs> the fourth or fifth month in I i'm was sure like, you oh. laughed as you said it or were you serious oh no i was dead serious yeah because like, <laughs> oh, no, i was dead serious and um you know he, he laughed about it as well too but like and i think you know we, we probably laugh about it now but um, you know, like, it was just like, it was just like one of those, like, you know, kind of like man-to-man things like, dude, I'm about to pay you $75,000. So like, if I don't feel like I got the value out of this after like a year or two, like, I just want you to know, like, I'm just fair game. I'm, I'm blowing up your, I'm blowing up your Porsche, man. <laughs> I think it'd be better just to take the Porsche, but whatever. <laughs> Probably, but there's that self-destructive <laughs> element that I think was there that, you know, needed okay. to play out. <laughs> Um, so long has story, that worked itself out? Oh, no, totally. Oh, totally. Yeah. But I cried before <laughs> I made the investment and after I made the investment. Mm-hmm. And then by month four or five, I was like, dude, this was worth every penny. Cause it was, it totally transformed and shifted me. And it did, it, it got me into a new level of creation and a new level of understanding. Um, so, so yeah, after that, I was like, okay, I want to kind of like take this work to like larger companies and uh, work in larger businesses. I trust myself. I trust my business to int- intuition. So then, you know, it just became about going and meeting people in Denver. So like I met, you know, I would go to convention centers and just meet with people. I'd be like, all right, you know, how many contacts can I make? Um, and now it's nice because my in my life, I can have the freedom to kind of create and do whatever I want. And I, I have the freedom and time to position myself where I want. So it's like, Hey, if I got want to go work for you know the Department of Energy, I can do that. If I want to go, it's just about finding the right people, reaching out to them, building the connection and the relationship, and then seeing the value that they need, and then boldly proposing that value, inviting them into step into a contract with you. Yeah, I think we need to pause real quick. This is how Jared and I met. <laughs> oh yeah. He kept sliding into my DMs, and I was just like. so many people slide in my dms and i never even open them i usually just delete 
but he was sending all these videos. I'm like, who is this creep? And finally I looked, I'm like, oh, he's a coach. And I feel like you probably wrote me so many messages before I actually even opened yeah. them. It was probably over a month after like the first one was sent. Yeah. And he had sent yeah. all these videos. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, oh, whoa. <laughs> but it made him seem relatable and, you know, not a stranger anymore. Right. And that's the biggest thing is like, we have the power to build connection with anyone. It's just, are you willing to like do that? So like, I saw what you were about. Um, I appreciated how you showed up on social media. And I was like, yeah, I would love to, to do some work with this woman eventually. Um, and I saw that. And so like, that was why I pursued it. I was like, she's clearly like not a, she's clearly a badass. She, she seems like she has a really good heart. <laughs> she seems like she's not afraid to take action in the world and she's willing to take some good risks um and I was like I really like that about her so I was like I want to coach with her and so like you can trust that like that's the thing it's like there's this learning to trust your immediate intuition right off the bat in a situation is the best thing that you can do as soon as I find myself rationalizing and like rationalizing for the other party that's already signing back out like get out <laughs> like like that's it if you're rationalizing for the other person, you're wanting them to be something that you're not. And you're literally, the mind is unconsciously creating illusions. So anytime that I start rationalizing for someone, I immediately know like, oh, like that's like, no, that's not it. <laughs> now that doesn't mean don't think about things consciously, like definitely think it through. But as soon as I see that, that's the first sign that I'm like, hmm, maybe this isn't the best for me. And then if you voice that concern to the other person, one of two things will happen. Either they'll get there. really upset and triggered and they'll run yeah. because you called them out on their bullshit, whether it's romance, whether it's business, or number two, they'll stay in it. They'll have the courage and they'll say, hey, I understand why you think that way. And like, that's not me. And you, you see what I'm saying? So like that, and like, you can pretty much protect yourself from a lot of darkness and evil in the world if you're willing to show up that way and just commit to being that way you know yeah so fun okay so clearly he has quantum leaped <laughs> it's what? trying to live in the quantum realm he's just lived okay. there he's lived there i know just every day is another quantum leap that's what yeah. going for. <laughs> um before because i i'm always about the three keys to quantum leaping i'm curious mm -hmm. um before we go there just really quick if possible, um, what, if you were to look back at your childhood, is there anything in your childhood that is like supporting you in where you're at today? I, so I've definitely like fully grown up from my childhood and worked through all those emotional patterns and things like that. I would, I would say the biggest thing I got from my childhood was my dad's heart. Um, yeah, like my dad's got and like all the brothers in the family have this like my dad has a really good caring heart like incredible like mm. very very um, I don't like like I don't like to use the word ethical because the word ethical is like a word like you sh if you're being an integral human being the word ethical doesn't even to need to come in like if you're not being integral then mm. you have to create a word that's called ethical that says you're out of integrity and you're out this far. So that's why I don't like to use the word. So my dad is an incredibly integral man, like very loving and open and caring. 
Um, but he never knew or learned how to draw boundaries around his value. And so like, I know me and the, 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 all the brothers in the family really inherited that. Like we're good men. We genuinely care. Um, we're willing to work things out and things like this. However, that being said, he never knew how to draw boundaries and he kind of got bullied uh, by the world. And, and, and so like my biggest thing that I think I inherited from childhood in, in terms of good stuff was that heart and that genuine care and that willingness to genuinely see another human being, no matter what their story is, no matter what, and like not judge it and just be like, mm -hmm. who is this human being really at the core and why are they the way that they are? But where he went wrong, where I've shifted and sometimes Learned. I still dip yeah. down into this is to draw boundaries around that. Like, hey, I genuinely see your trauma. I genuinely see your hurt. I genuinely see why you are the way you are. And I have no judgments around it and not okay. Here's my standards. And if you don't meet these standards, you're out. And like, you know, and like, and, and feeling okay with that, feeling mm -hmm. okay with asserting that. Yeah. And he didn't know how to do that either in business or romance. And that wrecked him. Um, and that created, I think, a lot of unconscious bitterness and resentment. And he, he didn't hit a lot of the goals that he wanted to, um, at least on the masculine side of things. So I think that's really important to recognize is um, I definitely got a really great, amazing heart from him. Um, but I also inherited a bad, I didn't know how to be assertive. So I was either passive or aggressive. Uh, or passive aggressive. So I had to learn how to be assertive and be okay with that moment by moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you learn from it. Yeah, cool. totally. Yeah. Like take, take what's great from your family and mm -hmm. then like, look at like what created you to be you and like, yeah, like you sort through it. Like, okay, this not good. This awesome. Yeah. Keep this let's throw that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, there's tons of people out there that are like super wealthy because they were like, I didn't have that growing up, you know? And so I didn't. Yeah. Every I grew up, yep. I, I mean, I'm, when I moved to Colorado when I was 25, I had like $3,000 in my bank account and like no business and no job. And I was like, I, I was terrified. I was absolutely bad shit terrified, but I knew I wanted to be in Colorado. I knew I wanted to be in the mountains. And I, I knew that being there was going to be transformational to, to, to who I am. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> and I think I'm like, I'm dying to say this. I think you've reached seven figures in coaching. Um, I have. <laughs> yes, thank you. I have. I'm proud of that. I'm super proud of that. And um, now I'm not motivated by money per se. That's definitely like obviously a motivator. My main motivator is mastery. Um, so I am making a shift with my coaching to the agile world, which is like, information technology and the mix of managing personalities and transformation with personalities and business technology. So I am in the middle of that transition uh, right now, which is exciting because I'm motivated by mastering. I feel like when it comes to sales and relationship mm -hmm. and the art of transformation, I genuinely think there's very, and I say this with humbleness and I've earned this, I genuinely say that there's very few people I think who can match me on the planet in those regards. They're, they're probably out there. They may be, they may be in their own little corners, but I mm -hmm. paid top dollar to be around some of the best people. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Michael, he coached the Royal Saudi family. And I was like, dude, this guy coached it like that. Like, so like once you surround yourself with the best and you pay mm -hmm. top dollar to be the best, it's yeah. like, okay, like maybe I am here. And then you just see all the 
BS that's out there. Well, so. and you're you're doing another quantum leap. It sounds like, and it's about it feels good. Yeah, it, it feels, feels good. good because another. it's a new level of mastery. I'm not. I love mm-hmm. sales. I love relationship and like learning those. But I feel like I've I know those now, and now it's more just about maintenance. But the agile yeah. world for me is more like. Oh, this is a new territory that I think could be really fun that I just don't know anything about. Yeah. Cool. And so I'm going to master that in two or three years, put a lot of hours into it. And then I'll just like charge a shit ton of money to do like consultancy around it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll have you back on if we're still going for the next quantum leap. <laughs> oh, oh heck yeah. I mean, triple B, we might be doing this till we go to the grave. We'll see what happens. <laughs> love it okay so what are looking so we only can connect the dots looking backwards so what would be your three keys to quantum leaps in your life three keys okay yes number one would be to understand that life doesn't happen from the mind and it doesn't happen necessarily from your emotions it happens around your energetic state so like you can create a great plan in your mind, but if there's not the genuine emotion behind that plan, that plan isn't going to work because the emotion isn't there. Now you can genuinely have a great emotion, but if your emotion isn't there, or if the energy behind that emotion isn't there, it's going to make it a lot harder. You can still do it with emotion, but it's going to make it a lot harder. If you have the energy, the right energy state, and that life force energy is flowing through you, you are the master of your own creation. You can't not have the things that you want to happen in the world. It may take time. You know, it may take certain actions and stuff like that. So like life doesn't happen around our thinking. I mean, it does to an extent, but that's not the core of it. And it doesn't always happen around our emotions. It happens around the energy state that we embody. So like I don't say, I don't want to use the word protect or guard your energy, but be aware of what creates your energy. Like be aware of, like I do my energetic practices every day. I program my energy. I program uh, and the people who are closest to me, um, you know, like they're going with me in that space because if they just stream their energy into me and it's not like a good pure, clean energy, then like I feel that and I let them know like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not digging this right now. So mind your energy state because that's we create from that place even if we don't think we do that's where we always create from we're always creating and projecting out into the world it's just are we mining the right energy state so i'd say that's number one um number two i think be aware of how your environment creates you um i your environment it does play a big part on how we show up in the world and who we are. Um, so I'd, I'd say be aware of like position yourself in a place where you know you the best is going to come out of you. Like positioning is really key, not just in the, the marketplace, but positioning in the um, in your life, like from location. Like I moved to Boulder, Colorado didn't have any money. Everyone was like, dude, rent's so expensive there. And I was like, yeah, it is. I'm terrified. But like, I knew for whatever reason, my soul knew that I had to be there. And I was, I was there for three years, built up a foundation. And then it was like, Hey, move closer to the city in Denver. 
And then it was like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. And then I bought a home there the day before, literally the day of the pandemic, I bought my home, which was like, I got so lucky. It was like the perfect time. I was actually mm -hmm. signing the contract and like no one, no one was out. So like, I got a really yeah. great price on it. And like, you know, I've been fortunate with that. So um, long story short is know how the environment influences you and creates you. And no matter how good you get, never think that you're above that. Like it's a part of who we are, right? So um, I would say that would be number two. So number one is mind your energy and maintain that energetic state that you need to, because that's how creation happens. Number two is mind your environment and how the environment creates and influences you. Um, and then number three, um, and I would say this is the most important thing, um, commit to yourself, like literally commit to yourself and your heart's desires. Like I live my entire life and make decisions around that. Like for me, it's like, like commit to a, like the, at the end of the, my day, I check in with myself and I say, and I even do it throughout the day. Am I proud of how I showed up? Like, am I proud of, you know, like this morning I was on a business deal and it was, it's one of the largest ones I've ever done and it didn't go through. And it's, we've been in talks for like two and a half, three months. So part of me is bummed, but I went all out. I like gave it my all. I showed up 150%. Didn't, I don't think it's going to go through, but like, despite the outcome, I'm proud of how I showed up. So like mm -hmm. number three would be like, you have to have that commitment to yourself and like have to relentlessly be aware of that. Because if you're not proud of how you're showing up, then that's where like unconscious shame gets built in your energy system. That's, it just slows everything down. So you have to be proud of how you're showing up moment by moment. And, and you maintain that at night. You main, yep, exactly. So at the end of every day, I'm like, Hey, on a scale of one to 10, how proud of I am, how I showed up, like even go to door to door to sell my house. Like, like I was just like, okay, like, I don't like, what would make me most pr pr prideful? Like what would make me love me? Like, like love the little emotional experience of love, like energy yeah. flowing through the heart is always your relationship to yourself. So if you're like doing things that make you proud and that you like appreciate about yourself, like, yo, you stepped it up. That was great. You're going to feel more love because it's your relationship to you. So, and that can't come from anyone else. We, a lot of people outsource it, but like it literally is created from how we move and act through the world. So I would say number three is commit to yourself, champion yourself, like be assertive, be proud of how you show up. You're, you're never going to be guaranteed anything in life. But if you commit to yourself and championing your heart's desires and are proud of how you're showing up moment by moment, and you keep that at the forefront of your mind every single day, you're going to do some pretty awesome shit in this life. <laughs> like... I love it. Well, I, I, since we've talked, I actually have a journal that I created. And it has yeah. all these questions that's available. And one of them is um, something you're proud of today. So I'll put that into the, how I'm answering the question. Yeah, that's great. Um, so I, something I'm proud of today. Yeah, it's great. So yesterday, well, I'm, first thing was, I really like put myself out there for this business deal. I don't think it's going to go through, yeah. which I'm a little bit disappointed about and all probably like, like delete 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 yeah yeah i'll probably like shadow box later on and then i'll, and then I'll delete 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 and then i'll be on to okay. the next thing right just you know so 
Um, I'm really proud how I showed up for that. Um, and then I was dealing with a client in the government who's like really, really hard. And, um, and I was like, I kind of like laid into him like masculine style, but with feminine love behind it and called him out on, called him out on some shit. Um, and I remember literally thinking in my mind, like, Ooh, man, if like I say this, like they might fire me. And then I was like, and so like part of my energy kind of held back, but then I asked myself, would this be most valuable for them? And it was like, yes, it was. And I would rather be fired for doing my job the best way than like not be fired for like doing a half-assed job. And so I felt myself have that moment where I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say this because it might damage my own security and then I was like yeah no, fuck that. like that's that's where I need to go and so I said it and it was like totally transformative <laughs> <laughs> he, he it landed yeah it landed and you it, didn't put up the wall <laughs> they put up a wall but like I like punched yeah. the wall and then, oh so they're like <laughs> so like okay. love punched it love punched the wall so they're like they're like recalibrating they're like they're like recalibrating yeah. right now and so like like, I'm a little uh, edge, like, I don't know how it's going to like turn out, but like, I'm proud yeah. of how I showed up and I can live with that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like if the business deal doesn't okay. go through or you get fired, it's about like being integral to how you're showing up moment by moment. And, and, and I can live with that. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Oh, so lots of, lots of keys, lots of tips, lots of hacks here to elevating your life, quantum leaping to the next level. And yeah, you've been, you're, you're amazing. Thanks for having me on triple B. I've really appreciated this. Um, I, I always love what you're doing and, um, um, yeah, just thanks for having me on. It's always, uh, it's always great to reconnect and, uh, it's an yeah. honor to be here. And, and, and I guess I'll say last quick reminder is like, yeah, in terms of quantum leaping, just like commit to championing your heart's desires. Like, don't be like, like just put yourself out there. Don't contract. Yeah around fear of rejection and you just got to put yourself out there and i gotta acknowledge you for being part of my quantum leap into oh, thank you the corporate coaching even though that's already what i wanted to do yeah it finally happened when i was working with you oh that's great i love hearing that thank you really yeah good. <sighs> yes all right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the opportunity of a free sleep healing meditation by me. Screenshot your review to at Bethany London on Instagram. It fuels me to keep bringing you more and more guests. So stay in touch on Insta or subscribe to emails at bethanylondon.com for healing opportunities, courses, and the latest show notes of the podcast. Don't hesitate to tag the guests and I with your favorite quotes for us to reshare. We're looking forward to connecting with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, I'm wishing you that quantum leap. Electric acid. Welcome to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing today. 
Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.